A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, and strong language. Basically, all the good stuff. Hello and welcome to the last ever chapter of My Dad Wrote a Porno. (gasps) I know. I can't hear those words. I never thought I would. So mad. It hasn't hit home still, has it? I think we were talking last week, it hasn't hit home, but this really is it. Well, we do have one more episode. I say it's the final. It's the final one of us reading a book, but we do have an amazingly special episode next week. Mm. A footnotes with Dad. Hearing from Rocky Flintstone himself for the first... And the last time. Hearing his dulcet tones, hearing his actual voice. Do you think he'll just use it as an opportunity to really have a go at us? He's like, you know, we spent... And another thing. Yeah. (laughs) He'll probably come with receipts and be like, James, you said this in 2018. Oh no, you know you'll be fine. It'll be me and Jamie that are dragged over hot coals. It's funny that you say that though, that you you guys aren't ready. It's really hit me today. All day I've been kind of like emotional what actually. have you been doing quoting from the books i just like this <laughs> walking <laughs> around with a big big red giant book on his hip <laughs> yeah. i don't know it's just it's been such a huge part of our lives right and it's been it's been amazing but i can't kind of believe it's over it's just mind-blowing to me that we've created all of us together an actual global community mm. millions of people all come together to do this. Oh, they're all over the place. They're all over the shop. And I hope they're all here today for the listening party. Absolutely. We, we told you last week we're having a listening party. So wherever you are in the world right now, I hope you pre- all press play at the same time. We're going to listen, tweet along together using the hashtag, different this time, by Belinda. B-Y-E Belinda. Okay, gosh. Hashtag by Belinda. And we can all be tweeting on there and uh, having a little drink, having a little joke, having a little reminisce. If I can get through this without blubbing, it'll be a big day. Did any of you ever think this would be your job? <laughs> <laughs> is it our job i still don't really think it's our job oh yeah don't get wrong it's super fun and like you know it doesn't feel you know if you what's the phrase if you do what you love you'll never work a day in your life <laughs> yeah is that how you feel yeah yeah i'm wearing the t-shirt right now um but it is kind of a job did you ever see that you'll be reading your father's erotic literature for a living and that would pay your electricity <laughs> bill nearly in my bloody full house that is yeah free it's like a mausoleum <laughs> um no and i think you know well, I mean, Jamie regards this as a calling. <laughs> yeah, this is vocational. This is very yeah. much. We've all been working consistently on other things throughout the process. So I like to feel like that's my job and this is just something I do with my friends. But what did you want to do when you were younger? <laughs> Surely not this. <laughs> what, what, what did you want to do when you were younger? Um, like I wanted to... Um, run a video shop. Run a video shop. Have I ever talked about this? I mean, yeah. probably a thousand times on the podcast, <laughs> yes. But have I told you what I used to do with my sister? Take them out of the boxes and line up the boxes and... Oh, has this been on the podcast? I couldn't tell you it's been eight years i don't know <laughs> james just retell a story it's not like we haven't done it before a million times <laughs> well i'm gonna do it just in case i just do it quickly for god's sake used to use the living room like a video shop and get your sister to come in and do their custom <laughs> i would take yeah, yeah. Uh, i would take the vhs, the VHS out, out of the, the boxes, boxes yeah place the them around the room around displayed the room, yeah. and then my sister would peruse as the customer <laughs> yeah do you use what she'd like to watch the empty box yeah. Br- bring it to the counter oh and then would you God. get the actual then- vhs and put it in the empty box Exactly, yeah. I'd go to the, to the shelving of the, the VHSs and put it Was in it in a different room? No, no, no. It's just at the back. Oh, okay. At the back of the living room. So no, no like, store cupboard that you could Yeah, exactly. To. I'd be like, oh, Little Mermaid, excellent choice. And put it in the box and send her on away. And be like, bring it back tomorrow. 
you've paid for a one night rental. So have I told that already? My mind will be blown if you haven't. This is the main reason why we should end is because I think we're at the bottom of the anecdote barrel. We've run out of stories about our lives for if sure. You, if you haven't told that, incredible incredible that you've saved that up because i've heard that in real life so many times so how you've never told it and we've heard about paints on the podcast but never that that's a miracle yeah i thought that was finale worthy but clearly not (laughs) um but obviously you know we are kind of midway through a story here guys you know as much as this is you know sad We have to finish reading the book. We do, we do. And what? where did we leave it? Well, we left it on quiet. Sorry, Jamie clearly doesn't want to dwell in the sentimental. He's like, well, guys, we must bring this... Story to- time. I've got a train to catch. <laughs> oh, no, I just... I oh, just. What about James's question? Did you want to do... Was this your job? He's refusing to admit it's he his just- job. <laughs> Well, I'm about to become unemployed if it is. Are you trying to avoid some sort of tax arrangement or something? Is that what's going on? Um, no, yeah, we, we we can keep chatting if you want. Open no, to it. it's fine. We can get back to the book. Come on, let's... Gun to his head. <laughs> it's right. It's what people have come for. Um, yeah, so Belinda and Peter Rouse were on the banks of Rio de Janeiro. James, we had a marriage proposal. Oh, yes. I mean, one of the biggest things that have ever happened in these books, and you don't even remember it. It yes. was last week. The will they, won't they, that nobody wanted. It's because the highs are so high and the lows are so low and Belinda Blink <laughs> that we are just completely desensitised to any shot. Um, okay, so are we ready to find out what she's going to say? Is it a yes? Is it a no? Well, shall we make our predictions? Okay, yes. Uh, I think she's an independent woman. She don't need no man. It's going to be a no. I think yes, but I think we'll find out at the very beginning of the chapter. I think it'll open like, yes! <laughs> or, the, or is it the opposite, where we don't get the answer till the very end? Oh, like oh. a time jump. Oh, I don't know. Suppose this episode is all about the wedding. She says yes, and we fast forward, because he's done that before, to her wedding day. That is true. He does miss out crucial details. <laughs> uh, and Jamie? Um, it's got to be a no. Sorry. All right. Okay. Do you not think? Come on. Yeah, I think Belinda. Uh, okay, right. For the very last time, I'm going to do the little intro with a little bit of music. So we'll never have you do this again, will we? Never. Oh my God. Okay, are we ready? No, are you? <laughs> I don't think it. I am. Belinda blinked. The fucktastic farewell dinner. Oh my God, this is a fucktastic farewell dinner. <laughs> Better not be. Absolutely fucktastic. Okay. Belinda looked around the church. The church? No. <laughs> no, no, no. The chicken. The churrascaria. The churrascaria. The okay. churrascaria. So we have moved location. Well, that could be on the banks of the, the River Danube or wherever they are. That is Brazilian, I think. A chicasteria. No, that's not in doubt. It's just, I don't that, I think that's where we were before. Unless we were and we never told. Sorry, what's a Chicasteria? Is that the full name of Chicara Montague? <laughs> it's, you know, I actually do know this because I have been to Brazil to visit my parents and it's like a restaurant where they serve meat and they kind of like carve the meat off yes. like a skewer. Oh, and you can kind of have as much as you want as well. Because I've been to ones where there's like a traffic light system where when you turn your light onto green or your card onto green, they just keep bringing the meat, baby. And then you turn it over to red. And it's like, no more meat, baby. Really? That's amazing, yeah. Mm. Well, it's just a conveyor belt of meat until you scream stop. It's slightly less fast foody than you're making it sound, though. It's like deliciously like barbecued meat. But yes, essentially. I'm picturing it like, you know, conveyor belt sushi. Yeah, no, it's not And that. it just drops into your mouth until you're like, I can't anymore. Conveyor belt sushi doesn't drop into your mouth no I'm picturing it like <laughs> Alice at the end of the- <laughs> oh wait a sec is that not how you you take it off the conveyor yes exactly. right okay I've been laying my jaw down <laughs> um, oh James Cooper each place setting had sturdy cardboard coasters with sim and now on each side oh there you go see yes and no this was to determine how much meat would be sliced onto the guest's plate by the waiting staff someone's been to churrascaria before (laughs) all you can eat meat had belinda written all over it after all well that's true that is quite appropriate so they'll come and carve the meat table side Mm -hmm. and then you'll go flip and then they'll stop stop. that's a lot of meat isn't it i never have mine on red mine's always on green (laughs) it's just like do not throw away that other one (laughs) exactly Peter's knee was beginning to hurt, so he spoke once again. Is he still down on one knee? (laughs) Yeah. Belinda, he said, are you alive? 
I wish to marry you. Belinda was brought back to the present. Just because it's the last one, don't think you can get away with that accent. What's going on? That's my Dutch. Dutch, come on, mm-hmm. rein it in. Think back to him back in the maze. He didn't sound bonkers like that, did he? <laughs> that was avoided accents, you see. There you go. <laughs> she flipped the cardboard coaster between her oh. long fingernails. <laughs> That's how she's going to say yes or no. But if she says yes, then she'll just a big, big pile of meat's going to fall on it. <laughs> she flipped the cardboard coaster between her long fingernails like the Wicked Witch of Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> Not a thing, never will be. Meeting his longing eyes, she held up her coaster. <laughs> Peter's heart sank <gasps> like a lira in the Trevi fountain. She said, yeah. His wish. <laughs> he was only joking. His wish had not come true. Oh, Pete, oh. mate. This was because Belinda was never to be a missus. Yes. She had no desire to marry. Yes. There was even a. All right, dear. There was even a well known Id- idiomic. You can say idiomic. Idiomatic? It just says idiomic. Idiom? Sure. A well known idiomic saying about it. No sex after marriage. Oh, so this is a completely topsy-turvy world then. I think that's a joke though, isn't it? That's saying, you know, when you get married. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was literally a a rule of the Belinda Blink universe. (laughs) No, I think it's sort of like that's the nail in the coffin. Is that that what it's alluding to? It's known that, you know, married couples don't have as much sex. So that's at least the stereotype, you know. But if you get married on your second date, then maybe... (laughs) (laughs) You you would hope it doesn't just completely nosedive. So no sex after marriage. That was not her. No way, Jose. Or Peter. Or whoever. Very good. Peter, darling, Belinda tactfully talked. Although this is undoubtedly... Sorry. Although this is undoubtedly... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you tried to say it right and he's written it wrong. Although this is undoubtedly not the answer you want... I have often thought about you and indeed have lusted if not loved you. No, you haven't. But I'm flattered. <laughs> Why not? Let's have a dip in the hay sack as a consolation shag. A dip, dip in the, in the hay sack? <laughs> Sounds painful. A dip in the hay sack? It's going to be scratchy, isn't yeah. it? Peter Rouse, though disappointed, took off his wife fronts and stood. <laughs> and everyone's just got piles of meat in front of Well, everyone's got piles of meat in front of um, So Peter Rouse, though disappointed, took off his wife fronts and stood before Belinda. They were both now naked and as such turned on to the max. <laughs> that, those two things do sometimes follow. <laughs> Without further ado, he looked at his one true love. His cock grew at the speed of the 1980s economy. (laughs) You're getting turned on and you're learning. (laughs) Ready to boom and bust. Ooh, I just kind of imagine it though, a really like pointy (laughs) angle, like exponential growth, just like, it's very unusual. What do you want? You want a bell curve? Well, like just straight out in front or like... Can I just say, this is vintage Rocky. This is combining the sex with the business. Business, absolutely. Um, So his cock grew at the speed of the 1980s economy, ready to boom and bust. In response, Belinda's pussy began crying tears of joy. Do you need a tissue, Belinda? (laughs) Peter Rouse moved slowly towards her. With the gentlest of touches, he caressed her soft body in the shape of ancient ruins. (laughs) <laughs> what? Do you remember in the maze he was like drawing runes on her back? Oh, I thought he said ruins. I was like a bit harsh. <laughs> Each tender brush elicited sexual pleasure deep within her. Belinda's whole body tingled. Goose pimples flooding her skin like a non-contagious type of chicken pox. Wow. Okay. Or like goosebumps because I think everybody knows what they are. You got them last week. I really did. The hairs on end. Oh, I never had chicken pox. I think so. You never had goosebumps. I was like, James, you, you are terrified. <laughs> You've never had chicken pox. Never had chicken very, pox. Very dangerous for an adult. To yeah, no, I day. know. It's dangerous for an adult. Yeah, apparently. Shingles, isn't it, when you're an adult? I don't know. You're listening to my dad wrote a porno. I thought it was dangerous for babies. It's also dangerous for babies. Should we do a new podcast after this about like your health questions answered? <laughs> 
<laughs> just do the opposite of what we say. Yeah, our USP is that we never Google anything. We just <laughs> say old wives' tales off the top of our head. <laughs> Let's embrace podcasting before Ofcom comes and shuts it all down. Well, people say it's dangerous to Google diagnose. Yeah. So actually, we're avoiding that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Belinda's whole body tingled, goose pimples flooding her skin like a non-contagious type of chickenpox. Peter whispered long lost languages in her ear. Like, he loves all that, doesn't he? He loves all that ancient, <laughs> ancient Greek stuff. Latin. <laughs> I'd argue not lost. <laughs> yeah, sorry, whatever they spoke in Atlantis. Well documented. <laughs> Fucking muchus. Peter whispered long lost languages in her ear, trying to change her answer. But instead... Oh, he's putting like a spell on her. (laughs) But instead created so much carnal tension that her labia began emitting clouds of condensation, whistling like a kettle. Did you say whistling? Whistling. Her vagina was whistling. Whistling. And this is why it must end. (laughs) Nothing ever whistled down there. (laughs) Whistle down the minge. I mean, if you... If you do place an ocarina by your vagina. <laughs> oh my God, very good. Very good. Till, till the bitter end, he's very good, isn't he? Peter lay her down and entered her intensely. <laughs> he moved in, then out. Yep. Then in again. Sure. Shake it all about. Like a husband who argued with his wife a lot. What? Moving in and out. He At moved the house. in. <laughs> then out. Then in again. Like a husband who argued with his wife a lot. Drastic. (laughs) Also really taking me out of the mood. Also not like a husband because she said no. (laughs) So we've had chicken pox. Yeah. Divorce, essentially. What else is, what other analogies have we had so far? Um, Just steamy, wet. Yeah, wet. Custard or whatever. (laughs) So he moved in, then out, then in again, like a husband who argued with his wife a lot. It was truly erotic. Is it? Is it? (laughs) Sounds pretty standard to me. <laughs> in, out, out. in, out. It, that's very revealing as well that Rocky thinks when you argue with your partner a lot, you move in and out. Like, quite quite full on to move out. Yeah, I mean... A lot. <laughs> every time you argue. Maybe it's down to the pavilion for the night, you know. Just got a little overnight bag by the door. <laughs> yeah. Belinda squeezed all her inside muscles and rode the orgasmic waves like the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, wow. This is epic, isn't it? It is. What was the Poseidon Adventure? Was it's a movie the... in like the 70s. That wasn't the one where the boat turned over. Was it over. a disaster? Mm, I think so. It was a disaster movie. Orgasmic waves, wasn't it? Like about a tsunami, I think. Oh, was it a storm? Yeah. And it, it tipped the boat on its head. Oh, sure. Because the waves were so strong. Right. Amazing. So they were like walking on the ceiling. Okay. <laughs> Who were? The, no, the, the, the that's people Mary on the boat. Poppins. <laughs> I think you recorded the first half of one film and the second half of another. And they laughed and they had to stop laughing and then they came down. <laughs> uh, so she squeezed all her inside muscles and rode the orgasmic waves like the Poseidon adventure. Pulling out, Belinda began to deep throat Peter Jr. The thick Peter Jr. Peter Jr. <laughs> Don't call it Peter Junior. Oh, Peter Junior. I've never given my penis a name. No. Have you? No. I don't seriously think anyone does call their give their penis a name, do they? No, they do. In fact, one of our dear footnotes guests has named his penis something. Who? Michael Sheen. Named his penis. He has called his penis the great Christine Baranski. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, I might do that, just for shits and giggles. Yeah. But do you give it another name, like like a friend? Or <laughs> do you give it a name that's a sort of character, like The Rock? Like, I don't mean The Rock, but like like The Beast. Well, I think name it after one of your favourite legendary actresses. or <laughs> A dame, some would say. But does he name it that? Mine's does... Dame Judi Dench. <laughs> <laughs> but do you t- who do you tell that to? Because I think... That millions of people, apparently. (laughs) What I mean is, we've discussed before that nicknames are to be given, not to be created yourself. In the throes of passion, I don't think you'd be like... Meet Christine. Alice, meet the great Christine (laughs) (laughs) Boronsky. Do you... you, uh, Vagina name? Boob names? Boob names, no. No? I did actually wear a very low-cut top once, and somebody said, oh, the Levines are out. And I was like, don't call them the Levines, because that's my parents. (laughs) (laughs) So that was unnerving. 
Oh, God. So, um, <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then all I could think about was, yeah. Mm. They're always close to my heart. Um, Belinda began to deep throat Peter Jr., the thick appendage plugging her gob. She licked and sucked his cock as she dug out her pussy. What? What? Dug out. She, <sighs> so she's, why is she digging out her pussy? Oh, she's masturbating while she gives a blowjob. Right. Thank you. Dug it out, though. I mean, you shouldn't have to dig it out. There should be no excavation involved. (laughs) Yeah. But then everything that he writes is so... It's always major construction, isn't there? Mm. She sounds like she's fracking. (laughs) That's his building background. He's got his business with his economy, building with a digging out a pussy. I can imagine placards, fucking not fracking. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He was truly the Tiger Woods of bonking. Right, stop. Who? The Tiger Woods. You know, he's obsessed with like not naming people because of legal reasons, blah, blah, I guess he means the Tiger Woods. So is it two capital Vs? <laughs> no, that would have been even better. <laughs> no, it's just a V. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. He was truly the Tiger Woods of bonking, having the stamina of a big cat who always got a hole in one. We don't need to say the Tiger Woods of bonking, do you? You just say the Tiger Woods. He was the Tiger Woods. Well, because Tiger Woods <laughs> was known for bonking too, right? That's true. But he's not called Tiger Woods because he's got the stamina of a big cat. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break it down. Okay, so he, he was truly the, the Tiger Woods... Of bonking. Of bonking. Having the stamina of a big cat. That's the tiger, I guess. Yeah. And always got a hole in one. Golf reference, I guess. It's the tiger bit I'm struggling with. (laughs) Because is Tiger Woods his real name? I think so, yeah. I think so. So he's not named because he has the stamina of No, but I think Dad's just using that as a reference as to why someone else would be called Tiger. Oh, no, his real name is Eldrick Tont. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Doesn't quite have the same... uh, you can see why I changed it. He's the Eldrick Taunt of Shadow. <laughs> oh, I love that we found that out. I thought Tiger Woods' real name was Tiger. Yeah, I did. But um, well, we can see. I mean, you know when people change their names and you're like, oh, don't get a Hollywood name. Yeah, Eldrick Taunt. I don't hold that against him, do you? He still has Woods. Woods is his real surname. Actually, that's what I'm going to call my boobs. Eldrick Taunt. <laughs> <laughs> The other members of the gathering wasted no time in following their lead. As special trade envoys, Alphonse Sturbacher <laughs> and Jim Sterling hey. Hey, were giddy as little goats skipping across a bridge. <laughs> Alphonse. He has lost the plot. Alphonse enjoyed navigating Giselle's human form, becoming hard as a pumice stone. With the Ooh, rough. S- yeah. Abrasive. Mm. Also, does give a bit. She's <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of chalky. <laughs> Becoming hard as a pumice stone with the slightest brush of flesh to flesh. You're right, though. You could have chosen harder stones. Mm. Granite. Yeah. Cement. 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 Stone. Stone. But no. it's nice that you took part. <laughs> Concrete. <laughs> Pebble. <laughs> Breeze block. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, rude and rude. We're all supposed to be being nice to each other today. Breeze block was harsh. (laughs) Why don't you take Eldrick and Tom and be on your way? So, Alphonse enjoyed navigating Giselle's human form, becoming hard as a pumice stone with the slightest brush of flesh to flesh. With perk fruitful titties and legs up to her nostrils, she was a bonnie lassie. Did you mean to say perk? Perk. Is that not... Uh, per- perky he, he or pert? He pert. He's put perk. Uh, <laughs> with, with perk... <laughs> there's too many here. Uh, with perk fruitful titties and legs up to her nostrils. She sounds like... Do you remember the green M&M? The sexy... <laughs> it got just legs and an M&M. And didn't they say it was too sexy? Yeah. Too sexy? Didn't M&M? she get cancelled for being too sexy? I think they just toned down her sexiness. I think it, they, it was, like, a bit misogynistic. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, they put her in trainers, didn't they? I think they flattened her heels, yeah. Like, it is interesting with, like, you know, cartoon characters that are sexy. I know that we have touched on it before. And you know that Miriam Margulies was the voice of the, the sexy Cadbury bunny? No. Not only... Uh? Um, Belinda's clit, famously. But also that, yeah, that bunny that was, like, sexy. Miriam Margulies did the voice of the sexy... No. Yeah, apparently she used to do loads of, like, sex stuff. 
That Cadbury's Bunny was absolutely banging. Was it your sexual awakening? No, but I do remember thinking, God, she's got it going on. <laughs> it was also just a bit weird because it was so unnecessary. Like, I can see why, like, is she called Jessica Rabbit? For, yeah, the really hot one. Yeah, like, yeah. that's part of the character. Yeah. Do you need a sexy cartoon bunny to sell Why are always rabbits? Why are always rabbits? Rampant rabbits, you know. They are known to be sexual <laughs> creatures. There were some animators that have really unresolved issues around their family pets. She was also a voice of the chimps in the PG Tips adverts. Why do you know so much about Miriam Margulies? I read a book. Did you? I did. He's, he's looking for voice work after this. <laughs> he's like, what could I play? One of our big regrets is not getting Miriam Margulies on this show. And do you know what? From reading her book, I was like, my God, she would have been the perfect guest. If only she listened. I mean, you know, we don't get people on who don't listen, but she'd be great. Jamie, I'm sure you're thinking about your career beyond this. <laughs> yes. I think you could do character voice work. I'm waiting for Pixar to call me. Pixar, DreamWorks more like. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are they God. the ones that are known for like doing... Great films. But basically the same film as Pixar, but just a slightly shitter version. It's like when... Bugs Life. Ants. Sure. Ants. <laughs> And then like... Or aunts, as Jamie calls them. aunts. And then... <laughs> call back. And then uh, they, when Finding Nemo came out, they had Shark Tale, didn't they? Oh, oh bless well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Even exactly. Scorsese couldn't save that one. Oh. Scorsese's in Shark Tale? Yeah. He's <laughs> like a voice in Shark Tale. Yeah. God, I'm learning some stuff today. Uh, okay, that really was a, a tangent, guys. Even for us. Okay. So just to repeat this, with perk fruitful titties and legs up to her nostrils, she was a bonny lassie and Alphonse knew the recipe to make her furry feline fizz. What does that noise mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're all right. It just means I don't really know what to say anymore. Why are you salivating? Well, like fizzy vagina, drippy vagina. Well, fizz just like, you know, excited, I reckon. And her furry feline. Feline pussy. Furry oh, pubic hair. Okay. We can always track it back to some sort of logic if we go far enough. <laughs> Bella grabbed Jim Sterling. Her plan for the evening was picking off the weakest before... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so sinister. <laughs> That's the spirit. Her plan for the evening was picking off the weakest before working up to the most virile last. Oh, right. So she's sort of warming up. Right. To... Which kind of makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Mm, sure. As he slipped inside her, he began to shake with passion. Not after long, Bella's delicious bouncing jugs nearly took her eye out as she writhed and gooed up and down the Texan multimillionaire. Took her own eye out. I can guarantee that has never happened. That somebody right. has never been hit in the eye by their own boob and Jug. taken it out. They'd, they'd have to be pretty droopy, wouldn't they? I think you'd also have to have some kind of piercing on the nipple for it to, to take to the, gouge out the eye. It, to yeah. gouge out the eye. <laughs> Don't they need more like... Um, length. Yeah, length on them than... than Elasticity. Because if they're too big, they'd probably stay quite in place. I mean, one of the, one of the fundamental issues is the physics of them being... Very, very soft breasts. Mm, yeah, well, exactly. James thinks spiked. that the bigger they are, like, what, the harder they are and they don't move at all. That's kind of the opposite, to be honest. Oh, right, okay. Unless they're obviously enhanced. Well, yeah, if they're fake, they'll be yeah. very, very firm. Right, maybe that's what I'm thinking I think I'm that is of. what you're thinking about, yeah. His only reference of boobs is Pamela Anderson. Oh, well, and you're a trash. Do you remember <laughs> okay, the woman on that who had right. massive boobs? Yeah. I, did, you think, I, did you think they were real? Yeah. They, that was a show in the 90s that you'd watch if you were a kid to get, like, any access to nudity. Dare I say, not completely representative of the female form. No. Those two source materials. Or yeah. Europe, I'd say. <laughs> well. <laughs> also, interesting, voiceover, Maria McCurlin was Who? the voice of Eurotrash. <laughs> Maria McCurlin. Maria McCurlin. Who's Maria McCurlin and why Why am I hearing so much about her? <laughs> I love Maria McCurlin. She does Graham Norton's radio show with him. Maria McCurlin. What's happened to him today? I think he's trying to get another job. <laughs> I don't think Maria McCurlin wants getting dragged into this, thank you very much. Do you feel like he's got a little like notepad of like everything he hasn't <laughs> ever, he's never mentioned that he just wants to like crowbar in? It's so incongruous, yeah. isn't it? He's like, do you know how much krill there is in the ocean? I'm like, what? You mentioned Euro trash. He's like, do you want to know the chemical formula? It's like, no, get on with it. Read the book. <laughs> oh, now I can read the book, can I? 
What's on your computer screen? Where are you reading from? I'm reading from my, from my But where my are phone. your facts coming from? My brain. His brain. He's learnt them on the way here, he hasn't has. he? What, you think that because I was imagining everything that James could possibly say it to have a fact associated Very with it? Very defensive, Jamie. Is there something <laughs> written on his hand? God. Cheat, cheat, cheat. Do you know what? I wish him all the best. I hope he does get a job being yeah, so like... Do I. What do you want? Dictionary Corner? Susie's already got it, but she might retire. Jamie, info at dreamworks.com. <laughs> <laughs> Email them. <laughs> And they'll, they'll sort you out. <laughs> oh, Maria McCurland. <laughs> Poor woman. Poor woman getting dragged into this sordid affair so late in the oh, day. She'll get tweets. She thought she'd swerved it. <laughs> the last episode. <laughs> oh, God. How are you spelling that? It's <laughs> actually great. I love her. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Maria McCurland. <laughs> Anyway, what was the fact? She's the voice of what? Euro trash. You heard uh, the voice Oh, over. okay, that is a good fact. Literally <laughs> <laughs> drag him through the mud and then be like, it's quite good. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, we're like, you're a piece of shit. Why do you get coming out with that? And then James's like, I'm actually going to mention that down the post. <laughs> um, gee, Bella. You've got an amazing fuck grip, Jim Scott. <laughs> <laughs> went down the wrong hole. <laughs> so Literally. Been... <laughs> What's a fuck grip? We just... Fuck grip, like, I think it's what the patriarchy called the pelvic floor. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what, you're hearing that a lot in locker rooms, Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim scoffed, in between heavy catches of breath. Oh. <gasps> Gee, Bella, you've got an amazing... <gasps> Fuck grip. She really has started with the weakest. <laughs> Thanks, Bebel. Hey, hang on though, because this might be the last time we hear Bella. Oh my god, but well, it will be. Thanks, Bebel. Bella boomed. It's my pay lattes. He's spelt that very interestingly. <laughs> That's her last line. <laughs> it's my pay lattes. P e l a r t. A-Y-S. I stopped listening, honestly. Quite, like in the first two letters. Pilates. As the seconds melted into a minute and through the erratic panting, Bella could just decipher... I'm close. Says James. Good. Pull out and paint my face. Oh, this is so rough. Paint my face. It's paints all over it. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a Picasso if ever I've seen one. Jim obliged and slopped his newish big thick member out of Bella's slushy pussy. Grabbing it in his hand, he wrung its neck and... <laughs> <laughs> the chicken <laughs> its neck is disgusting oh my god uh, <sighs> ring its neck grabbing it in his hand imagine somebody saying to you ring its neck <laughs> ring the great Christine Baranski's <laughs> neck <laughs> and somebody go what and they go no 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 this Christine Baranski <laughs> Grabbing it in his hand, he rung it. (laughs) Why does it sound like it's the only kind thing to do? You know, when you're like, I had to ring it. Yeah, out of its misery. (laughs) Grabbing it in his hand, he wrung its neck until (laughs) until thick blue gloops of DNA splattered everywhere. Ring its neck is... It's fantastic. It's vile and fantastic. <laughs> what a beautiful way to end. <laughs> Ring its neck. Ring its neck. <laughs> I just can't get over that. <laughs> I just can't stop saying it over and over in my head. It's... It now makes me think of the top of the penis, like having a little mouth on it. Oh, God. <laughs> what, like the shaft's the neck? Yeah. Oh. And also a bit like... You know when you give someone a friction burn on their wrist and so mm. your hands are going in different directions? So you're sort of <laughs> grabbing at it as if it was someone's arm and then... <laughs> oh, it God. really is quite final, which is fitting, I suppose, for this episode. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, we don't always realise just how much our negative thoughts and experiences stick with us and weigh us down. You might find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mum does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get all of this off your chest. And I'm sorry about what I said last week, James. Um, Whether (laughs) it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. And that's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it. So your internal highlight wheel can focus on the good stuff. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mydad today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash my dad. All of a sudden, the door of the Brazilian feasting room burst open. It's got walls now. And a door. And it's now a Brazilian feasting room. <laughs> the main manager man zoomed in as red as the inside of Giselle's pussy lids. Zoomed in? Is he on some kind of scooter or something? <laughs> yeah. I imagine him on, on like a Segway. Yeah, that's exactly how I picture him. I don't think that's what he was going for here, though. I'm not going to even attempt a Brazilian accent because I got into so much shit for it, you know, with Marco Rodriguez. so. Oh, oh yeah, Marco. Well, how did you do Marco? Just do Marco? No, I did a list, which is wrong. Oh. Well, don't do that then. Do it right. How dare you? This is a respectable establishment. The Italian owner. So. <laughs> God. He lived in Rome his whole life. <laughs> he yelled the baldish main manager man. Get out. You are bad, the lot of you. He spent a little bit of time in Spain because his mother's Spanish. <laughs> so, so finally, someone who comes from the real world is like, you can't just fuck in my restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the first time they've ever been stopped? I think so. Yeah. It's just like, this is random, ridiculous behaviour. You shouldn't be doing this <laughs> yeah. here. Because we just assumed in the world of Belinda Blink, like this was this maybe is normal. acceptable. Yeah. But not on the banks of Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Clearly. Um, so you're barred, they're barred. Well, they're never going back, are they? They're only going to be there for that night. <laughs> what a punishment. <laughs> yeah, devoted. <laughs> Have you ever been barred from a pub? Mm, I don't think so. Alice? I've never been to a pub. <laughs> <laughs> pub? Question mark? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, what? Have you been barred from pubs, Jane? I have been barred from... Well... It's easier to list what he's allowed. <laughs> I have been barred by, from one pub. Um, and this was, a, oh God, about 10 years ago. It actually made national news. I knew, I knew it was going to be something else that we haven't mentioned before. Why have we never talked about this? I was in the pub. It was a pub in Soho in London. And next to our table, there was a gay couple on a date. Not me, for once. I didn't know them. Um, and they started making out. Cause it wasn't even like a makeout, really. They just, they just kissed each other. And they got thrown out of the pub. And then I... I remember this. Yes. I remember it was like front page of the Guardian stuff. It was the yes, right. exactly. And I've never. Been, well, I was barred famously, but I would never go back anyway. I wouldn't go um, back because I saw it in the news. Yeah, so that so that I then started protesting in the pubs to be like, you can't throw someone out for that. He's an ally. I am. Who knew? And then <laughs> I don't know, like the, you would have known. Um, and then me and my friend Lucy, we got barred as well. We got thrown out and then barred. We were like, you can never come back. And then, yeah, it was in the press and all sorts. Oh, my God, of course, his barring has to make the national media. <laughs> Fucking front page. Ridiculous. I, I was there a picture of you as well, or like a quote from you? But I think there was a quote from me somewhere, and Lucy as well, but I, I always wonder what happened to that couple, because they were really nice, but I, I mean, it was a first date, so they're probably not still together. But Jamie, on behalf of the, uh, the gay community, thank you for your tireless efforts <laughs> to make safer spaces in London. Look, 
it was outrageous and justice had to be served. And I think it was actually, I think there was a change of management at that pub. So, so can we go back here? I think you can. I still can't, but uh, go nuts. Do you think your face is behind the bar? Or no? <laughs> How do they ever remember? This is what I don't I know, understand I about barring that. people. Because he was on the cover of The Guardian. <laughs> no, he I made wasn't. sure his face was I on there. I wasn't on the cover of The Guardian. But the, the, the couple had a photo shoot on, uh, the, on, oh, on the front page. Yeah. Jamie provided headshots, but they never made the spread. <laughs> so they've been barred. <laughs> right. Uh, so the chief executives all giggled and laughed and tittered as they were escorted out, smeared with sex sweat and a reckless nature. However, unfortunately for them, as this mob of naked bodies flooded the street, a passing police car summoned its sirens. Uh-oh. In the clink. Maus para cima voice este de titos. I'm sure that was perfect. Okay. <laughs> should, should I Google that? Sure. Portuguese, obviously, which is a hard accent. Mouse para quima voce esta detido. Hands up, you are detained. <laughs> okay. Oh. Busted. Um, so, James, you said that so beautifully. Just say oh. it again. The police people screamed as they began handcuffing everyone they could see. Oh, God, they'll love that. Belinda was no novice when it came to evading capture. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Or evading work. (laughs) Quite. And with a thankful kiss to spoons above them all, she grabbed Giselle and Bella. Oh, so that's like to the heavens, is Mm, that? Yeah. Manoeuvring the beautifully patterned sidewalk stones. The, that is famous, isn't it, in Rio? The, the beautiful pavements. Okay. There he goes again. Manoeuvring. The... <laughs> this is for his travel show. <laughs> All right, Palin, put it away. Manoeuvring the beautifully patterned sidewalk stones, the Glee team became lost in deepest, darkest Rio. Fully nude. Fully nude. Nude to the eyeballs, is what you would say. <laughs> Belinda knew only one hiding place. As they trudged through the sand, Mother Nature's whispers... I thought they were on the side streets. Well, as they trudged through the sand... Don't you put that little finger up at me. (laughs) Don't you well and then finger me. We just had a whole sentence about the pavements and we've gone straight to the sand. Well, if you know Brazil... I don't. Okay. Well, (laughs) as they trudged through... We might learn something. As they trudged... Horrid horrid little finger! (laughs) As they trudged through the sand, Mother Nature's whispers caressed their naked bodies on the Ipanema beach. Wind. It's like reading a cryptic crossword at this point, isn't it? Mother Nature's whispers, four letters. Also, you have to accept, and I know that we're eight years deep, so everybody knows this, but you have to accept that time passes in a strange way, distances pass in a strange way, you're on the cobbles, you're on the sand, like... No, 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 but but that is famous in Rio, is that those sidewalks are next to the beach. Mm. I'm just saying, Al, I'm just saying. Mm. I don't know, it's starting to feel like the later Game of Thrones seasons, you know, when the crows travelled really quickly, they were like, send the crow, and they'd get there in like an hour. (laughs) Um, Planting themselves down, Giselle mused something. Mm. (sighs) If only we had smuggled a box of cachaça out of there. Well... Where where's she pulling it from? Come on, don't. Unless she's wearing a backpack, let's skip over this bit. What is cachaça? It's the sugar. Is it it's, sugar spirit? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a box of nuts that you make. Then <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, where's she putting that? No, it's what you make a caipirinha from, isn't it? Cachaça. Oh, okay, right. Um, well, turns out I've always been good at hide the buckle. Oh no, buckle. <laughs> Is it written buckle? Buckle. It's written buckle. <laughs> I know where this is going and I don't like it. Do you? Where on earth is it going? I mean, two cents ago they were being arrested, so I, I can't keep up. Um, I've always been good at hide the buckle, Bella barked, removing a practically full gird of Brazilian elixir. From where? Doesn't specify. <laughs> Use your imagination. Uh, well, it's coming from, yeah, it's coming from an Well, orifice, exactly, so it? I knew where this is going. Gosh, how we do love you, Bella. Words or tongues can never communicate it, Giselle laughed. (laughs) While they were stocking the bar, Belinda had been scavenging the sand for some old driftwood. Stocking the bar? Are they setting up a beach bar? (laughs) And where have they got... 
Where have they got more than one drink well, I think from? they have just got one bottle of cachaça. <laughs> Grabbing the perfect twiggies, she got on her hands and knees, her perfect ass as plump and whole as the full moon above. Whole? <laughs> Why would it be anything other than whole? <laughs> she began rubbing the hard bits of wood together as vigorously as a teenage boy discovering self-pleasure for the first time. Wringing <laughs> <laughs> its neck. <laughs> Not before too long, there was a fire. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think were such survival experts? Bear grills. Are you guys imagining it at night or in the day? Night. A nighttime meal. Not before too long, there was a fire. Lighting multiple pieces of rubbish, Belinda looked at her comrades. They're burning rubbish. I thought she was finding loads of driftwood. Yeah. I don't say this lightly. She spoke. But I love you, girls. I don't know who I'd be without your friendship, guidance and laughter in my life. It's been an adventure. Oh, bloody hell. And there have been hard parts, of course. Yeah, when one of them was on the run for being a murderer. <laughs> like Weeks ago. A homicidal maniac, if I recall. He tried to kill them he multiple times. tried to kill times. them many, many times. There's been hard parts. There's been highs. There's been lows. When they they were you would say they were arch nemeses, wouldn't you? At one point, yeah. But all was forgiven, and you know friendships are complicated. You know, <laughs> um, so there have been hard parts, of course. Oh, <laughs> there have been many hard parts, Belinda. <laughs> Laughed sure, Giselle. Sure. Oh God. I love that bit. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> well, you can't laugh. You were the hard part. I you were the fucking nightmare. Erections. Yeah. Oh, erections. Yeah. Still not that funny. Oh, I mean, I would say less funny. I think it's funnier to be like, oh, whoopsie, that was me. I think you made it funnier than it was intended, and I don't think that that can go without comment. Um, oh, there have been many hard parts, Belinda. Remember Adam and his bushmill stained hose, never mind his red London bus cart. Can you say it quieter and clearer? Sorry. So loud. Bella, you're on the run from the police. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. They're they're round a campfire. Like, they're right there. Remember Adam and his bushmill-stained hose, never mind his red London bus cock? Bella cackled. No. No. (laughs) Of all the memories. Of all the memories. I can't say I do. Oh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I really do. Belinda, Belinda wheezed and continued. Ha ha he, ha ha we. There you go. It's a classic ha ha he, ha ha we moment. <laughs> God, girlies, this sand will be rock solid with tears and juices if you don't stop me laughing. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how sand works, but that's the least of our worries, isn't it? I mean, they've definitely, like, found their tribe, haven't they? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, yeah, we can all agree on that. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a compliment. If you brought anyone else into this group, you'd be like, <laughs> fuck are you laughing at? I don't get any of it. Uh, oh, God, God, it's the sand will be rock solid with tears and juices if you don't stop me laughing. But seriously, this new position, it's really frying my Brian. What? <laughs> this thing is Fran, your Bran. <laughs> I think it just fried your Brian real good. Oh god. Frying my Brian. It's really, really fry frying my Brian. my Brian. I think that's brain. Um <laughs> it's really frying my brain. I have to ask a question. What's my favourite type of egg? <laughs> What's this? Do you know what this is? Alice- I've got no fucking idea. You laughed like you knew. I laughed because it was absurd. Did you think she was going to ask that question? I just thought it was so ridiculous. It must be a thing. I think that all the way through, I'm like, oh, this must be a thing. No, it's just Rocky's like slow dissolution into complete madness. Oh God, are they all going to shout at the same time? Like, poached. And like, oh, look, we're all the same. Fried. My favourite egg. Um, is are you asking the group? Or, okay, go for is it. what my friend describes as a vicar's egg. Go on. So it's sort of 
hard boiled, but right. like the yolk is still kind of shiny. So you could pe- you could have it in your pocket as a vicar, and you could peel it, and you could eat it sort of like an oh, apple. Oh, that's cute. But it's oh. got like a bit of a bit of give to the yolk. A bit of give. Mm. I once ordered a full English on... <laughs> this a... is fertile ground, isn't it? <laughs> Why is it that every finale, James has some sort of food-related tale? Do you remember, was it disappointing sandwiches one year? What was it? Yeah, yeah, the mozzarella. The mozzarella, cheddar. yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, I once ordered a full English breakfast on Deliveroo. Have you ever seen an egg that's been travelling for 20 minutes in a car? <laughs> <laughs> it's a sight to behold. Was it repulsive? I didn't eat it. What? It was a fried egg and it had obviously... <sighs> Imagine just like... James, I can't. I mean, talk about juices and wetness. This egg had seen it all. It's not designed for distance, though, is it? An egg, I would say, is an instant food. Out the pan, onto the plate, as as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, I have to ask you a question. What's my favourite type of egg? Giselle. Oh, lordy Lou. You really must be pissed. Giselle laughed off, but then she contemplated the question with a respectful air. (laughs) Why? Favourite type of egg. Mm. This better go somewhere. This better go somewhere. If this is the finale, people have tuned in for this. Favourite type of egg. Mm. That's a tricky one. Is it frozen to keep your reproduction options open? Oh, okay. She proffered. Why is Rocky getting involved with that discussion? Nope. But good thinking, Batgirl. Bella? Are we near the end? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, how is he going to wrap this up? (laughs) No, but good thinking, Batgirl. (laughs) Bella? Is this like one of those things like, what's your favourite kind of boat? A friendship. Like, is it going to come back round? Oh, yeah. (laughs) A friend egg. Excellent adventures. Uh, (laughs) Exciting orgasms. Do you know what? We've just rounded this off better than it could possibly happen in the next four sentences. Uh, Nope. But good thinking, Batgirl. Bella? If every bizbreck we've ever had told the truth, I'd say poached. Bingo. Belinda. She's poaching them. She's poaching them to take them with her for the job. She's poaching them. She's going to take them with her. Oh, God. Why did she just say that? What's my favourite type of egg? (laughs) Bingo. Powdered. Belinda tintinabulated. Is that a word? Let's check. I don't want to, I don't want this to go unremarked upon. <laughs> Is it the last word? <laughs> oh my God. God, that's a weird looking word. Yeah, isn't it? Is it a real word? You look how it's written though. It's written like a rocky word. Tintinabulated. The first tin, one end. The second tin, two, <laughs> two ends. ends. Bonkers. A ringing or tinkling sound. Oh. Tintinabulation. Bingo! <laughs> Belinda tintinabulated. <laughs> Consider you both. What? Yeah, I'm with I'm Bella in this situation. Oh, and what? Bella and Giselle asked, clearly too drunk themselves to understand. No, I think I think it is quite coded. <laughs> yeah, it's super convoluted. <laughs> well, I can't run Bish all on my lonesome. Can I mean, I? That's what you've been hired to do. <laughs> I need both of you. How would you like to join me over in East Berlin? <laughs> it may what an offer it may only take one woman to sell a few pans but it's going to take at least three to take over the world this is supposed to be rousing is this supposed to feel as a woman I'm not inspired shifting her numbing ass from one bit of sand to another bit of sand oh, that's distracting Giselle <laughs> raised her glass of cachaça oh they took glasses too <laughs> Have they forged those? With the fire and the sand. (laughs) They really are nifty. Giselle raised her glass. (laughs) See Bella blowing glass on the beach. (laughs) Flute, anyone? Uh, Giselle raised a glass of cachaça to the heavens. Her lips opened, allowing words... To flow. G is for gin. Oh, hey. G. Bella grinned. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Bella grinned and held her flute. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> aloft. <laughs> Tea, Tea is platonic. Beaming, Belinda raised her own glassware receptacle <laughs> to join theirs. Our six, six titties, titties are, are supersonic. In unison, the friends, colleagues, and soul sisters chanted. Ready, guys? Do you remember it? I Should think we do so, it? I think. We, we don't, don't mind men. We don't like fuss. <laughs> We're <laughs> the complete team. Come and get us. <laughs> to be fair. That was actually phenomenal. Where did we dredge that <laughs> and from? And then the police arrived. <laughs> the triumvirate of power women downed their cachaces. Bella looked at Belinda. Belinda looked at Giselle. Giselle looked at Bella. <laughs> Bella looked at Giselle. Giselle looked at Belinda. Belinda looked at Bella, all in a confident silence, decorated with the beautiful drapery of smiles. Guys, Belinda blinked. Of course, she had to. She had to. And that is the end of my dad wrote (gasps) Oh my God, stop. Wow. 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 <laughs> Thank God. I actually didn't expect him to say that. That's the last piece of Rocky writing we'll ever read. Well, oh my God. One, one can but dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never say never. Uh, <laughs> if all of the job requests that you've put out to this episode don't come to fruition, you might be giving us a call. Yeah, if it's a no from DreamWorks, I'll be back. Um, um, wow. So she said no to... Hang on, James, quickly. I actually brought some champagne just oh. at the end of the, uh, you know... Do you want a flute? chapter. Alice, I was hoping you could blow some glasses outside, actually. <laughs> What's hilarious is Alice has to turn her fridge off for records. <laughs> yes. So she's been chilling the uh, champagne in a fridge that is off. <laughs> Can you do the honours, Jamie? Mm. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, like, shaking. I'm actually emotional. Oh my God. Do you want James to do it? No, no, it's all right. <laughs> no, he still wants the glory. <laughs> This is always the... Oh, oh I was going to say, anticlimactic pop, but actually really good. Well, cheers, everyone. Cheers. 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 This is so special. It Thanks. is. It's oh. Ma- oh, God. <laughs> 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 you know me a set of six glasses. James looked at Alice. Alice looked at Jamie. <laughs> Jamie looked at James. Um, Jamie looked at Alice. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so did you want to do a quick recap, James? You were in the middle of doing that. Well, I was just going to say, so... As we leave her on her adventures, she remains single. Yeah. Uh, great. She's going to carry on being that independent woman. And as we remember from the subtitle of the original book, how the sexiest sales girl in business earned her huge bonus by being the best at removing her high heels. I mean, she's done that. She's done it. Sort of, yeah. I mean, the high heels thing is a bit <laughs> random. But like... Would you guys agree this was a modern story of sex, erotica and fashion? <laughs> Yeah. I think modern's pushing it, yeah. but... <laughs> if it's not passionate and erotic, it's definitely not modern. Yeah, so she got her bonus. She's got this amazing job and she's got her glee team. As a reader, I feel entirely satisfied. And of course, you know, we should say that Dad will continue writing Belinda Blink. It's not going to end. It's just, you know, reading these books um, is no longer going to happen. We have us. no control over that. Exactly. He will continue <laughs> until his grave and long may Belinda reign. Um, I did want to kind of say a few things, if that's all right, just because... I did wonder why he was clutching his phone like that. Yeah, I thought we'd done everything on your list. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just going to read up my CV. Okay? Um, no, I just I just wanted to kind of say a few things, because it is the end of My Dad Wrote a Porno. Have you prepared a speech? I have a little bit, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Well, thank God someone did. I know. <laughs> <laughs> One of us should take it seriously, guys. Um... So it goes without saying that my dad wrote a porno has been a pretty life-changing experience for all of us. And I met these two idiots, you know, when I was 18 years old. uh, And I didn't really have a clue who I was or what I wanted to do. And to think that 20 years later, we would have done all these ridiculously stupid things together is kind of unbelievable. Um, and you two really are like my siblings more than my friends. So I just want to say... Can't tell us what's a good thing about <laughs> <laughs> 
I just want to say a massive thank you to both of you um, for being brave enough to read these sordid pages with me, you know, without knowing what the hell we were going to discover at any point. You really took a massive leap of faith and there is nobody, nobody on the planet I would have rather read my dad's poem with than you guys. So to you two. To us. Cheers. (laughs) And speaking of dad porn, how can I not thank Rocky Flintstone? Yes. You know, for being the best sport in the world and the best dad, obviously. But we have time to get all gooey with him because he is going to be appearing next week on his first and last Footnotes episode ever. Don't say gooey, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no better person to round off my dad porno than the man himself, so we cannot wait to have him on the mic with us. Uh, but it's not just dad. I have to thank my three sisters and, of course, my mum. Of course. Mm. Hello, Wilma. Wilma's been through the ringer. She really has, um, for letting all this happen in the first place. So... Um, to the whole Flintstone fam, thank you very much. To the Flintstone to fam. To the Flintstone. Cheers, thank you, the Flintstone. Cheers, cheers, cheers. What a clan. And last but not least, um, I know I kind of speak for all three of us when I say this, actually. I'm not sure about that. Where's it going? <laughs> yeah, I'll put the name to it once I've heard it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, a massive thank you to the listeners. You know, oh, yeah. The Belinkers. I do agree with that. You guys are just amazing. And my favourite thing about this show has been the community that we've built together, all of us together. You're the most supportive, funny, creative, loyal gang of perverts, whether it's painstakingly designing the Cry No More Knife mm. or writing countless versions of Fuck Me Ken. Uh, <laughs> you've been so involved and invested in the adventures of Belinda. Um, and it's been so amazing seeing you being there for each other too. I remember a few years ago, um, someone tweeted that the pod had helped them with their mental health and they were struggling. And there were so many replies from fellow listeners offering support and love uh, and one of you said, we Belinkers stick together. And I think that sums us all up, really. We're one big perverted family now. Um, and we've never taken you guys for granted. And without you listening, we would never have made it this far. I mean, Belinda would probably still be handcuffed to a trellis in a maze somewhere. Um, you really have been the best. And I know I speak for all of us when I say it's been a privilege to make the show for you all. So to the Belinkers. Oh, to, to the, the Belinkers. Oh, what a motley crew. Uh, so... With that, we close the book of Belinda Blinked. But as we've said, do come back next week. (laughs) (laughs) For our very last episode. We can't help it. (laughs) We're going, but not yet. Uh, Yeah, the very last episode with a truly iconic, can we say, I'm going to say iconic, Rocky Flintstone. I mean, completely nuts that we're letting him come on. To, to basically have the last word. It's the official right to reply, isn't it? After all it these is. years of, it is. of having a pop. Um, and next week, we promise, it's the final final. It is the final final. It really is the end next week. Um, you've said it all, really, Jamie. I don't really know what else to add to that, but lo- lovely words. I know from when things that I've enjoyed watching and listening to, when they end, it really feels like a loss. And I think... Yeah. It will feel like a big loss in our lives that we don't come and sit around the table and do this because it's been such a big part of our friendship and a big, big part of just how we've grown up in like nearly 10 years. Probably like when we first started talking about it, it's really bonkers to me. I feel like I've been in one of Rocky's scenes and the times jumped from 2014 to 2022 (laughs) and I don't know how it happened. It's... Yeah. It's wild. Uh, and I'd like to say a few words, even though you two have fucking stolen everything. <laughs> to say, I agree with everything they said and I endorse it. And imagine me saying it too. Uh, but I think we should say some specific thank yous. Mm. Thank oh, you yeah. to everyone who was a Footnotes guest. Yes. We love you all. And thank you so much for giving us your time to chat about the crazy world of Belinda. Um, we also want to thank our friend Klein, who designed the, that, that little podcast artwork you're always trying to hide on your phone so people don't know what you're listening to. Our friend Klein Borrell designed that, and he did a fantastic job, so thank you, Klein. Um, Martin Batchelor. Legend. He came up with the now iconic My Dad Wrote a theme tune. He did. We sent him a very weird brief eight years ago. <laughs> did we say a kind of sexy, slinky, sleazy... 70s, exactly. So, round of applause. Martin. Our friend Annie Morris, who has helped us with loads of our posters and all the beautiful designs you see yeah. on our socials. Gorgeous visuals. Gorgeous. Thank beautiful you to gowns. you. <laughs> beautiful gowns. And we just want to give a big shout out to ACAST, who are our 
distributor? I've never really known what they do. <laughs> no. That's a very formal way of saying it. I feel um, like we've grown up with them. We have. They saw something in us really early. I remember we pitched the idea super early. <laughs> the they were like, I love it. It's hilarious. And we've kind of been with them ever since. And they've been amazing and they've been nurturing. They've gone from small offices to big offices. I'm just saying, like, is that correlation something to do with success? <laughs> And because of this world we've built together and this big gang or perverted family, as Jamie puts it, <laughs> yeah. you know, we thought the podcast is ending, but I don't want to be too teasy here, but my dad wrote a porno isn't ending. So just just keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. You don't create a phenomenon and then put a full stop after it. You don't. You put a semicolon and that's what we're doing. <laughs> so consider this a semicolon and just, you know... We'll see you soon. <laughs> so, yes, please do join us next week for the last ever episode and a very special footnotes with the main man himself, Mr. Rocky Flintstone. Actually, can't wait. It's going to be amazing. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.